This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful streamers, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 269, and tonight, it's day five of the countdown to Halloween Potathon to raise money for new alternatives supporting LGBT homeless teenagers, and... We are going to be joined by our very special guests, Allison Nowacki and Brian Polk. And we are taking a rocket ship to outer space. And don't bother bringing a lunch because there's going to be plenty of sandwiches because we're watching the movie Creature from 1986. You'll understand that when we talk about the movie. Trust me, there's lots of sandwiches in space, apparently. But before we get to that, we have some business to take care of. First of all, hi. Please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and twice a month, every month, I am your guide through the weird and wonderful worlds of horror movies, but you're going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. But that's not what's going on right now. Well, it is, but it's not. It is, well, it's going on, but right now, because we're doing the Potathon, I'm coming out every day, every day from now until Halloween, counting down the days. One, two, three, four, five. Actually, I was counting up. Shut up. Shut up. You know what I mean. Counting down the days to Halloween. All to raise money for New Alternatives, which is an organization here in New York City which helps homeless LGBT youth get off the street, not just for tonight, but for good. I'm a little short on time today, so we're just going to cut straight to the thank yous for right now. The thank yous to the people who've already donated, which you can do, actually. You can do that right now. You can do that while I'm saying thank you. You can head over to bit.ly. SQPod NA, that's Scream Queens, Potathon, New Alternatives, SQPod NA, and donate there or on Facebook by heading over to bit.ly slash FBSQPod. Facebook, Scream Queens podcast. And those links are right there in the show notes. So you don't have to remember all those letters and bits and dots and links while I do this. So the first person I have to thank is C.K. Allen. C.K. Allen donated $25. Thank you, C.K. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Where's that beard at? Beard's on my face. Where's that beard at? Beard's on Michael Howie's face. Beard's, Michael Howie's face got all the beards tonight because he donated $10. Thank you, Michael Howie. And Vanessa McEnery. Vanessa McEnery donated $100. Vanessa McEnery from the VD Podcast will be showing up here as a guest as well. Boots Century. Boots Century donated $29. Thank you, Boots. Boots. Those boots are made for walking and they're made for donating and they look fabulous, Boots. Thank you. Thank you. And Chris. Chris Schaffer. Chris Schaffer donated $10. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone who's donated so far. We're coming along slowly but surely. Now, as an incentive to get your people to donate to this cause that is very near and dear to my heart, the magic number you need to remember is 40. 40. Now, when I bring up 40 on the show, normally it's a bad thing because, as you know, 40% of all the teenage homeless population identifies as LGBT. 
which is a number that's extremely skewed from when compared to the regular population, which is one in 10. Four times as much. So we're going to change that bad 40 into a good 40. If you donate $40, you get a Scream Queens magnet. Official Scream Queens magnet with the logo on it. Very nice, very pretty. The logo designed by Carly McCutcheon. But if you're like Vanessa McHenry and you donate $100, you will get the official Scream Queens Countdown to Halloween Potathon 2019 Limited Edition Commemorative Countdown to Halloween t-shirts featuring Spooky Smoochie. You can get on a t-shirt, you can have a t-shirt, you can get on any piece of merch you want. Whatever, Vanessa, whatever piece of merch Vanessa wants, she's going to get Spooky Smoochie on it for free as a thank you to her from me. And you could be like Vanessa, and you can get that too. Or you can head on over to the official Scream Queens Tea Public store. And you can buy Spooky Smoochie on anything you want for yourself. And all sales of anything with Spooky Smoochie on it will go directly to new alternatives. And you can do that by heading over to bit.ly slash Spooky Smooch. Before we kick off the show, uh, I just have to say I'm a little out of sorts today. Because it has come... To my attention, that the show's not going out properly. It's not showing up on iTunes. It's not showing up on several of the other podcasters, and I don't know why. It's extremely disheartening. I was looking at my the download numbers, and they were very, very small. And now I know why. But I don't know why, why. You know what I mean? I know the reason why is because the show's not going out. Some of you are getting it, but not everybody's getting it. And this has been a real kick in the pants on top of everything else that's been going on here. I mean, the last few things that happened this week, that was my fault. Now I don't know what's going on. And this is months of work, months of prep that I've been doing this. And it's just, I'm very down. But I'm sure it will get fixed. When? I don't know. How it's going to affect the donations for the potathon? I don't know. I'm trying to keep my head up. But it's hard. But it's hard. But I will press on because this is what you do. I will find out what's going on and I will fix it. But right now, my heart is broken. So you know it's a great way to cheer myself up, spend some time with my dear, dear friends. As much as we bicker, I love them both. Allison and Brian. Yep, yep, yep. This is what a scream queen does, right? When things get tough, keep fighting. Because the alternative is just dumb. All right, you know what? I'm not going to pontificate anymore. Let's bring on Allison and Brian, and let's go face the creature. And best be careful, because this creature, it wants to eat you. Let's listen to the trailer. In the near future, in the shadow of Saturn's rings, stranded beneath the surface of the barren moon called Titan, scientists find the one thing they never expected. Is anybody here? Was expecting them. Ah! Oh my God! And suddenly, those who had traveled across the galaxy had run out of space. Creature. We found someone's collection of life from all over the galaxy, like a child's butterfly collection. Only some of these butterflies are not so friendly. Who wants to keep us here? 
sir. It's open one of the doors. The thing is using it for food. It's using our own man to kill each other. Creature, it kills to live, and it lives to kill. And so joining me on this deadly journey into space are two returning superstars, superstar guests of the Scream Queen podcast, perhaps the people who have been on this show, second only to myself. You know them, you love them, and that crazy couple from California, hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my GNCs, wherever you may be, may I introduce to you once again, Allison Nowacki and Brian J. Period Polk. Last week. I know. <laughs> People are going to be so disappointed when they hear that intro and then they go, oh, it's Brian and Alice. Uh. <laughs> Those twats. Yes. <laughs> Those assholes. We're going to space, you guys. Isn't that fun? We, we had the aliens are. come to us last time and now we're going to them. <laughs> because the movie that Yay. we are talking about is a little feature from 1985 called Creature. It's a creature feature. Wow, and it's also known as Titan Find, and I figured this would this would this would you know keep Allison happy because Titan has tit in it. Hey, oh, you got the old alley tits. That's what they call you down at the prospecting mine. Old alley tits. They like it. She likes the tits. <laughs> Give me some sarsaparilla. She's got, got an alley in her tits. She's got a bowling alley in her tits. What? What's happening? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So what's going on with you guys? How have you been? What's happening in in, in Earthquake Land? Well. Not much. How's Logan Pants? How's that? How's, how's Logan and Ramon? Logan oh, Pants is wonderful. That little dude, he is the most cuddliest little dude in the world, and he wants to be your best friend, and he has been a little under the weather, which make, makes him like beg for extra cuddles, because he's like, mm. cuddle me to health. Cuddle me to health. I'm pathetic and, and hurt. Uh-huh. Yes, cuddle me while I'm going over this microfiche for research, because that's what I do. I'm researching. This is Logan Pants. <laughs> Hey, just because he's sick doesn't mean his job doesn't still need to get done. He watches all these movies with us. He looks them up on Wikipedia so he knows what's going on. Meanwhile, Ramona's like, I'm Ramona. So, you know, that's just how it goes. Yeah, that's all she's good for. So what I found found really exciting about this movie that I realized that it ties in nicely with Evils of the Night, which we covered last time, because that movie was about those aliens that were trying to save their race from kid killer osteoporosis. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, the worst in this movie, movie I've w- ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a point for that. Let me come back to that. Make remind me to come back to that when I'm done with this. It's just, just that when we finally we finally meet the titular creature, and I said tit again, titular creature. <laughs> this creature design was so like stumped and unable to move. I'm like, that's the fucking aliens that they were trying to. Write. That's what John Carradine's going to turn into. <laughs> They all have osteoporosis. <laughs> well, he needs it's a very lot of teenagers. <laughs> exactly. Or, or French models. We don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not really clear. It's not really clear. But, Allison, you said something last time. Yes. Because the movie that we talked about last time it was this weird combination of, like, Z-grade horror and softcore porn. Right. Oh, yeah. Featuring actual 
pornography stars. Yeah. And Allison was like, why can't they just make a movie with porn stars, but they're not being porn stars in the movie. It's like it's just a movie with them doing stuff other than porn stars. And I realized when I was listening back to it the other day, because I listen to you guys every day because I have no love. And <laughs> it occurred to me, I'm like, Allison, we already had something like that. Do you remember the time when all those reality stars decided not to do reality TV and made a movie? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go so well then for the scorn, right? That was the first time right. you're on the show. You should have learned, should have learned your lesson then, Alice. Yes. <laughs> we had pornography stars getting killed by lava lamps and boning and, 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 and railing. It would be terrible. <laughs> are we really? saying reality stars are porn stars? In reality? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, stick to your job. I'm just saying, stay to your lane, guys. Yeah. Stay, Thank your, you. stay in your lane. Yeah, you know, so careful that's, what- that's okay. I mean, I get it. But I mean, if I'm if I'm seeing porn stars, the thing about the the only interesting thing about the last movie was like there was so much female nudity, which normally I'm like thumbs up. But, you know, dudes never took their pants off. Yeah, no, no man ass. So I'm uh-huh, like, where's my, where's, where's my equal opportunity male nudity? But yet, on the flip side, Allison, at the time, you were very excited. There was so much female oral pleasure being given. Hey, yeah. To I the mean, females. Yeah. There, yeah, there was a I, lot of munching of the box. There, there, there needs to be more of that just in the world in And maybe general. that is the evil of the night that was in that movie. Are we even talking about that movie? No, we're not. We're talking about Creature from 1985. Okay, you two, you know the drill. You have got 30 seconds to give me a nice, tight elevator speech plot summary to the movie Creature from 1985. And the clock starts now! Uh, some astronauts discover an alien on the planet Titan. They die. Other people go to chase them down to see what killed them in rivalry with another space company. And pretty much everybody dies at the end at the hand of an evil alien. Hashtag not alien with Sigourney. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it wants to be so bad. It does. Oh, it does. Oh, my God, it does. Well, of course. I mean, it's the 80s. Everybody was ripping off Alien. And it's, it's you can't have a movie like this that's not going to be compared to Anyway, nicely what, done. Nicely wait, what done. Year? Did Alien come out? That's 1979. Right? Original 1979. Alien? Yeah. 1979. With, with Sigourney and, Weaver? Mm-hmm. Came and out in 79? Uh, yeah, and yes. uh, Aliens came out the following year. I mean, the, uh, the year after this movie, 1986. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. So this idea. was right in the hole. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought those movies were more recent. I wouldn't think that those were. Well, you would be wrong. I they usually I am a long time in between the sequels for each of those four original. Well, they look because they, they they still look good, and this one was only made for a dollar twenty five. So yeah, <laughs> I funded this movie. That's the funny thing, and I was oh, only like a um, year old, and I funded this. <laughs> Give them all my money. Little producer, little producer, baby Allison was like. Titan Paul, Titan Tell that girl to take her top off. Take the top off. <laughs> take my money. Take that top off. <laughs> now the thing Guys, is, Brian, I, you know, as fun as it is to be like the girl that loves boobs, <laughs> some, there's going to be a day where we cross a line and someone's going to be like, I hate her. There's going to be a real, there's going to be oh, a real oh, harsh oh, turn. Oh, honey, you already crossed that line with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a real hard turn one day, and, and it's going to hurt. 
You're gonna be like, why? why? We you all like, think this you was like, funny. You like what you like. You like. <laughs> yeah, right. When someday you need a liver, and the only person yeah. has it is that girl from, from Slashers. Yeah, and all of a sudden she's gonna be like, no, and even no, her liver is no. like, wow. Mournful, <laughs> no <laughs> mournful kidney for you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now, Brian, be a harsh you did Okay. Okay. Well, it's been 10 years, Allison. I don't think it's coming. I don't think it's coming. All right. So, Brian, you did an excellent job rehashing oh, the plot. Thank you. However, you left out really what I think is the most forward-thinking and, and interesting plot device of this movie is that this movie opens with two gay astronauts. <laughs> That is true. They've clearly been married a long time because they are bickering like you two. <laughs> uh, come over here for a second. Why? Would you just come over here? Why? Howard, would you come over here? I have to take a picture and I need you for scale. All right. Yeah, so the movie opens and we're on the moon of Titan, which is a moon of uh, Jupiter. And... They have found something, and it appears to be a collection of something, like life forms in... Jars. Big essentially, essentially jars. It's hundreds of thousands of years old, and they're all broken. All the life forms are dead, and they're just trying to take pictures, and they are bickering and bickering and bickering, and then all of a sudden one of them gets sexy because it says... Uh, why don't you sit on it? <laughs> The other one's like, you sit on it. <laughs> Howard, this is going to make us famous back home. Now, would you sit down on it? <sighs> Shit. All right. And he does. <laughs> he absolutely does. What? He told... <laughs> okay. I, now, thought, it, I, thought, to... I thought there was a moment where, before he tells them him to sit on it, there was a moment where he, like, holds his hand up and to, like, I guess, wave in the picture. Or, like mm-hmm, or that's what he wants him to sit on. Hey, whatever you're into. Right? Well, it's the future, Allison. Fisting is cool now. Fisting is boring. It's mainstream. Cool Everybody's and fisting everybody in space. In space. We, I, I thought that uh, the movie was shot so dark, though, right? Yeah. It was shot so dark that I thought he was like flipping the guy off. To which I was like, all right, this is how we're going to start this movie. All right, flipping people off. I'm down with surly gay astronaut. I'm down. (laughs) Because I I will say, before we get into what happens after he sits on it. No, wait a minute, I can't get you all in. um, I, I thought that this movie, A, was shot way too dark. But B, I really like the atmosphere on it, though, regardless I thought yeah. that I thought that it was the sets were obviously small, but it, it it played to the story they were trying to tell of being, you know, on a spaceship in space when they were in space, in space, in space, like on the surface of wherever the heck they were. Titan. Um, yeah. Titan. Um, yeah, it looked like there it was very atmospheric. And so yes. for for having a buck twenty five budget. I thought they did a, a relatively good job there. So even I agree. when they were in like, this collection room, like. For a low budget movie, you you felt you felt it like that. Yeah. That is something they actually did a really good job with, and we'll get to what they didn't do a really good job with. But I thought they did a really good job. <laughs> That's just with the rest of this podcast. The rest of this podcast. <laughs> but that is like the one piece that I was like, wow, whoever did this like actually really did a great job oh, yeah. on a budget. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. I thought I thought particularly the stuff on the planet always looked yeah. good and it looked interesting. 
Yes. And menacing. It, it looked like a horrible place to be. Yes. Yeah. You didn't want to be which out it there. Sh- which, which you, it should be because as we learn, the moon of Titan is just a ball of methane gas and ice. Yep. So it's a planet of farts. <laughs> it's a fartsicle in space. In space! <laughs> Somebody <laughs> farted in space and it became a moon. <laughs> And, thus and, and that sounds like a B-52's title. <laughs> Someone fought it in space. Now it became a moon. <laughs> you know what this movie needed? It needed lesbian nurses from outer space. That's what this movie needed. We had a doctor from outer space. We did not have lesbian nurses. Yeah, so we're on the planet, and they've, they're trying to get a picture of this one canister that's not broken. And that's why the guy's flipping the bird. He's not. He's just trying to call the guy over and trying to get sca- uh, The guy goes and sits on it. No, wait a minute. I can't get you all in. For scale, and it's just waving and out or, or flipping the bird. But the thing is, it's cracked because the guy dropped his flashlight on it. And when he sits on the thing, something crawled up his ass. <laughs> his huge ass flashlight fell on this canister. That flashlight must have weighed like 20 pounds, <laughs> cracked open this space canister, and whatever little alien was in there was like, ooh, butthole, and like went right on <laughs> It went right on up it. Uh-huh. Like, out of all the things on this planet that that alien could have, like, slithered into, that's what it chooses? Let me tell you, I wouldn't. Poop comes out of there. <laughs> well, it's already on Fart Planet. It's already, oh, so Ooh, it felt yeah. like at home. It was like, yeah. oh, it's just an extension. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe just the extension of my planet. And plus, maybe. it's been in that canister for like hundreds of thousands of years. It's probably just not really particular at this point. It's like, I'll go anywhere. Whatever. It's just a change of scenery. Oh, nice. Ooh, it's roomy, roomy in here. Must be all the fisting. Roomy in here. Oh, God. <laughs> Shit. Jesus. Yeah, so it oh. slithers up his butthole and he explodes inside his spacesuit. Maybe you should be sitting here and I should be up. Uh... Oh, are you okay? Yeah. And the and, spacesuits, terrible, by the way. Oh, this is, yeah, things. yeah. This is one of the problems with the design that did not go well, which the director was not happy with. He's, he's, uh, the director was William Malone, who has gone on to do a lot of horror movie staples. He did the remake of um, House on Haunted Hill and a bunch of other stuff. So this was his oh. first main feature, and he faced a lot of problems, and he did the best that he could. And one of them was this design of these spacesuits. His big beef was that whenever you see these movies with people in outer space walking around in their spacesuits, you can't see their face, and you can't tell who is who. Well, guess what happens? Allison, what happens? You can't tell who the hell is who, and you, they you put can't see their light. face. You can't tell. <laughs> they put this light like underneath their face to, like, I guess, try to alleviate that problem. But it just, you know, like when you, you're at the campfire and you put the flashlight under your face to tell, like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't. It's just scary. It's just scary. <laughs> it's scary. That's that's what it was like. But I really, and and not only did the design look bad, but it actually had a very um, poor consequence. Uh, to the rest of the movie because you didn't feel as connected to the characters because they oh, yeah. spend so much time in the suits that you're having a hard time realizing who is who. So you're trying to connect the dots. And I didn't feel as if I knew anybody's name. I just kind of knew a position 
Like what their position? Don't go there, Patrick. <laughs> but their 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 position on the spaceship, i.e., doctor, i.e., captain, i.e., other captain man. But and then and then their gender. corporate stooge, corporate stooge, corporate stooge bodyguard. Yeah, like that's that's all I really knew. So they're, French they're, girl, they're, right? Yeah, French that was it. That was it. So unless they had a specific like hardcore look, like Bryce the the security corporate stooge woman, bodyguard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea who who was who and what was happening on the once they left the ship. The yep, I, you're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So what happened now is that now we flash forward to the space station. And oh yeah, the space station, and we see the original. Sh- the gay astronaut a- ship is coming back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hi, gay astronauts, welcome back, aloha." <laughs> and then they see the camera, they're like, "Oh shit." Whoever's driving that spaceship has something really fucked up wrong with their face, and that spaceship flies right into the space. Sh- Station and blows it the fuck up, and everybody on that space station was so chill. Holy about shit! About being blown up. <laughs> that was the line. The, holy, holy shit! shit. Holy shit! When it was, they had. When like, you're a space station, and we've already established in the intense crawl that we had at the beginning. This is in crazy war going on between the U.S. and the German company Richter Dynamics for ownership of space, <laughs> and. So you have the space station with absolutely no defenses against one teeny tiny spaceship <laughs> that's come hundreds of millions of miles and <laughs> millions of miles to shoot it. They have no defense against it. They just kind of had to brace themselves and go, holy, holy shit. shit. <laughs> that's what I Which is do. really what all any of us had to do. Yeah, that was say, that's all I could silly, do. Silly, silly movie. And then we get into the main story. And for a moment, just let's can we talk about the cast. Oh, the, the cast. Well, there's the the. The corporate stooge who is uh, Ferris, Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's dad. dad. I sure called is. that like the three seconds in. I was like, yeah. wait, is that Ferris Bueller's dad? And then I yep. Googled it and hell yeah, it was Ferris Bueller's yep. dad. Yep. Then yep. We, yep. we got the other manly man, the captain, <laughs> who is an I actual know. known actor, but I he, to me he's just the captain on the He's Titan been Ball. in like, he is that actor that has been in... Literally every show An from the eighties. Yeah, show. <laughs> he is like the guest star of guest stars. If you name a show, he's probably been on it. Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah, step. Wow, by that's step. a deep dig, Allison. <laughs> Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah, BJ step and the Bear. Step. All of them. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I think he was on BJ and the Bear. <laughs> yeah, like you name Little House on the Prairie. He was on like five episodes of that. Like mm. any any major show, he was probably on. He was yeah. just the guest star of guest stars. Then we got yeah. the uh, the bodyguard, security officer Bryce. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, and she again. This woman who's now I don't have her name in front of me. She works another one who works constantly. Yeah. And no. this was her first movie, and she's got a great look. Oh yeah, she does. Oh, she's like she's like an S and M. Like a more S and M dykey version of Betty Page. Oh yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, totally. yeah, I can totally see her in a pinup for a very niche <laughs> audience. But the big breakout star, the one who's making yeah, a gazillion Brian, dollars a day. I was gonna go through mo- everybody else and then circle back. Who the fuck else is there? There's nobody else. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, other people there's the doctor lady. There's who, who has done nothing. And they don't, the other people don't even have pictures on their IMDb. Okay, if you don't have a picture on IMDb, <laughs> nobody. All right, Get to the meat of the story. I'm getting to the right. meat, Brian. All right, uh, uh, Francine Smith from American Dad. Please, Wendy Shaw. Yeah, Wendy Shaw, who is the communications officer. I think that's her job. Yeah, basically, she's the captain's girlfriend. 
Yeah. In a, in a lot of reductive ways for this movie. But yes, I think she's supposed to be communications officer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, previous to doing Family Guy, uh, Wendy Shaw did tons and tons and tons of these B and C rated horror movies back in the 80s. She's a great character actress, and she's really good in this. She's not, normally she's playing a goofy character, but here she's your, fe- your female lead, and I think she yeah. does a damn good job in an otherwise mm, mediocre movie. <laughs> yeah. And it took us about. It took a long time for she had a long enough, like, dialogue for us to pin it down yeah she was saying like probably halfway through the movie yeah before we were like wait is that francine smith <laughs> it's totally francine smith three moves i'll have checkmate no way we'll see after all a commander doesn't have to have any brains just a good strong voice how many times are you going to read the same book i happen to like this book besides it's the only one i brought with me and really what you needed was Stan to show up and take care of this bullshit problem. And actually, I realized also the other thing I realized, aside from like this being John Carradine, like what they turn into when they get osteoporosis, they turn into one of these things, is that this is actually a prequel to Family Guy. This is actually the real story of how Roger became part of the family. This is when Francis <laughs> worked for Space Company and she fought him and then she just took him home. I mean, how can you not? Because there's yeah. that scene at the end where they're going to electrocute him when he comes out he's on roller skates and, and Olivia Newton-John wins. He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> The, the only other, like, cast member to kind of talk about... I mean, uh, uh, Wendy Shaw is the one the to discuss. The biggest person um, for this movie, yeah. Probably followed yeah. by Ferris Bueller's dad. But thirdly is the German actor who is oh. super famous for being in, like, those Werner Herzog. Oh, Werner yeah, yeah, Herzog, yeah. however you... However accent you want to put on it. <laughs> he is, like, his, ma- like, go-to dude is, like, this actor. So while he's not a big deal here, if you are a film aficionado of that genre, that genre, um, you probably recognize that person right away. We did not. The person but. has a name, and the name is Klaus Kinsey. Did you hear that, Brian? Did you hear how she tried to just pass that all off? Like, last time she's like, she couldn't even go over anything. <laughs> no. I had that Googled before I even came to the show last time. That's all uh, from memory. Yeah, but you couldn't come up with a name. Klaus Kinsey, yeah. Who, like, yeah. when he's working in European movies, it's always art films. When he comes to America, it's this shit. Yeah, because oh, wow. he's fucking creepy. Sorry, he is. He's super a creepy, creepy dude, and what you see in this movie is what you get with Klaus Kinski, and apparently that's what he was like. Oh Jesus! Off camera as well, gross. rapey, creepy, gross German dude, sexually uh, assaulting cast members, eating their sandwiches, <laughs> eating their sandwiches. You know what? Here's here's space gonna be sandwiches. The, here's going to be the hard audience turn. Fuck you for eating those sandwiches, man. <laughs> Go, you can, you know, do what you do, be gross anywhere else, but don't you touch my sandwich. That's where the audience turns on me, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. I think it. it's behind you. And plus, I mean, but really, it, it, would you really be that upset? Because you know, I just think that it's great that it's the future and everything. We're so far in the future, and they probably spent hundred millions of dollars even to ship all this white bread into space for people yeah. to make sandwiches. <laughs> About There's a lot of sandwiches the in this movie, you guys. There's a lot of sandwiches made in this movie, and it's all on white bread. Space the bread of the, it's the bread of the future. Bread, like they they had some kind of like weird. They must have some kind of like weird way of preserving that bread up there for that long. It can't taste good. Well, it's probably no, it's that water. rehydrated stuff. Like it came in a pill, and you put some water in a poop yeah. the sandwich. Oh, I got nothing. Anyway, so anyway, now back to the movie. So now this crew is being sent to Titan to claim this find. And there's a race between them and Richter Dynamics to get their first Richter. I hardly know her. But, um, 
Yeah, so there's a race, and normally it would just be this semi-sort of peaceful scientific mission, but no, corporates come along. Because this fine is supposed to be so important. Yeah, fucking, whenever fucking Ferris Bueller's dad shows up. Wearing a cool windbreaker, kind of like space capitalism. That'd be a space breaker. That's a space breaker. Thank you. There's no wind in space. It's a space breaker. (laughs) Solar windbreaker. Still necessary. (laughs) And he he brought this military person as protection. Lieutenant Bryce, who is the the, the Dikey Betty Page version of uh, lady that we talked about earlier. And well, apparently they've been in space for months and she hasn't said a word to anybody except to like steal drugs. (laughs) You can't take these. These are prescription drugs. Look, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble here. What's the matter? What did Bryce want? Drugs. Heavy sedatives, mostly. (laughs) That's the first real, like, super introduction we have to her outside of, like, hi, this is Bryce. Um, The first thing she does is, like, steal drugs. That's the first thing we see. Oh, yeah, takes away from the doctor. And the doctor is just like, those are prescription drugs. You can't take those. And she's just like, watch me. I'm Bryce, bitch. Do you see me? I'm taking these. Try to stop me. <laughs> Which is really well, how doc- I like to answer That everything. doctor, it was... This is thing. Dr. Cannon fodder. I'm just going to go off on a tangent for a second here. I did not go off on this tangent before. There's an actress, a horror actress, um, Barbara Crampton. She worked tons in the 80s, and she started working again a lot now. And she's fantastic. And even back in the day, she was fantastic. And her thing for me was that always made her stand out was that every movie that she was in, she always got naked. Yet she never came across as sleazy and all of her characters were super smart. She did a movie called From Beyond where she's like some some super scientific thing. She's in a white lab coat with her blonde hair and her glasses on. And normally in a movie like that, you'd be like, and okay, it's just some underneath. bimbo. Like, <laughs> it, well, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, everyone's naked under their clothes, Allison. <laughs> Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> like, you actually believed. I believe that that is your job. You're just a hot girl who actually is that job. You are that smart. But this is that one. I'm like, you're not a doctor. You're like an aging Playboy playmate. <laughs> Wait a minute. And you you're don't even get your doctor. tits out. No. You're not a doctor. I'm Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Allison Not wishes. a dentist. <laughs> I thought he was a dentist. That is still probably, Dr. Giggles is probably still one of the biggest. The biggest revelation movies. Yeah. Outside, it's it's a tight race between Dr. Giggles and Slashers for, oh, my, for, favorite, your favorite. Wow. for my favorite movie that we've reviewed here on Patrick's show. <laughs> Just saying. Are we going to go down this road again, House? <laughs> judge me all you want. Are we going to start the fighting again, House? <laughs> Dr. Giggles is a masterpiece in comparison. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, this, this, this woman playing the doctor, bless her heart, whoever she is, she does her best, but I do not believe that she's a doctor for a hot second. And this scene does not help because she has no, doesn't even try to stop no, us no. Yeah. from stealing these mostly barbiturates and stuff. And you know what? If I had to spend months in space with these boring assholes, I would stay as high as possible as well. So right on, Bryce. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to combat the space madness. Right? Uh Uh-huh. You just get high all the time. Because there's that button. There's that big red button that says, do not push. (laughs) Dude, thank you. I'm glad we all knew where I was going with that. And nobody nobody knows what happens if you push it. Maybe something bad. Maybe something good. Who knows? (laughs) You never know until you push it. 
Um, Ren and Stampy. Ren and Stampy jokes, people. 1991. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I didn't get it. Oh, you didn't get it, Brian? Oh. I was a poor. I grew up without cable. There was an episode you... of Ren and Stimpy where they're in space. Oh, and called, what? And it's called Space Madness. And Ren slowly goes crazy. And at one point, he's like eating a bar of soap and he like I don't know he bar literally soap. goes crazy bar of soap yeah he literally soap, goes crazy you. thank you for going there with me too. <laughs> yeah he he literally goes crazy in space and there's this button that it's like don't push this button and like Stimpy is like guarding this button like don't touch this button until eventually at the end of the episode somebody touches Pissed the button, button. yeah because nobody knows what's going to happen. Maybe something bad. Maybe something good. Who knows? Anyway, we're back to the movie. <laughs> Anyhow, so 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 fast forwarding a little bit. We're introduced to these characters. There's a captain dude. There's the corporate dude. There's all these people, right? And they're like, okay, let's go see what's going on. So and there's they, the people whose job it is to bone in space. Right. Oh yeah. We're the For couple. We're, we're all, our only job in the space this spaceship is to bone. Yeah. And leave sandwiches we, around. Yeah, we don't know any other situations where they're involved. Um, so there's this guy, Fennell, and this blonde girl, and she's Susan, like yeah. Susan. And so Who's they, French? they, she is she. I forget if she was French. She had an, she had accent, an accent. I'm going with French. French. And they're looking at this port window, and that's when we find out that this moon here is just fart icicle because he's explaining it, explaining it to her. You know, and thinking it's all romantic. Cause, and I guess it worked, because then they bone. But she has a premonition. She goes, I'm going to die here. Which is weird. It's a weird line to write. Okay. What's the matter? I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to talk about. It's a strip. Is Perkins getting to you? No, not that. You must have been listening to some of those rumors on Concord about the first expedition. Maybe, but every time I look up there, I get the feeling I'm being smothered. No, I guess I've been kind of silly, but something about this trip. It's the fear of the unknown. It's natural. I'm not coming back. Of course you are. What are you talking about? No, I, I can feel it. Make love to me. And so they bang. They end up uh, crash landing. They somehow... They just cr- have no, a really rough hold on, landing. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to take but, a moment with that particular scene. Yeah. Because it's actually a decently written scene had we known anything about her character. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Like, we're just meeting her, and she has this premonition of her own death while looking at the window, and it's fairly well-written and fairly well-delivered, except for the fact that she's like, I'm not going to survive. Put it in me! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, is this a thing? Does she always have these premonitions? Is this, like, the joke on the the ship? She's right. She's the first one. Susan and her premonition. And her sandwiches. And her sandwiches. She's known for two things, her psychic premonitions and leaving sandwiches around the spaceship. (laughs) I know two things about Susan. (laughs) It's that she's going to die. And she's going to take a body of sandwich and leave the rest of it on the counter. Fig, fucking sandwiches and always going to die and leaving a mess behind. Fucking sandwiches everywhere. Fucking sandwiches everywhere. They're probably bologna so, and mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> I, hey. Oh, they look hey, like egg salad hey, sandwiches. Hey, there's nothing wrong with bologna and mayonnaise sandwiches, especially on some nice white bread, the little, little miracle whip and a slice of cheese. 
cheddar cheese. Oh, there's below. no cheese in space. No, there's no cheese in space. Oh, oh sorry. We can't have cheese in space. <laughs> you can't have, we can't have cows in space. It's <laughs> That's utterly ridiculous. I hate it. Oh, Patrick. And by the way, this spaceship looks like a personal massager. Yes, it does. They not really... a dildo. It's not a dildo. Mm-hmm. It looks like a personal massager that you could use yeah. on your clitoris if you felt like it or wherever. Wherever. <laughs> or you, or your tendons, whatever. They also did a lot of like those Star Wars shots where it's like the ship is coming over the camera, oh, and yeah. you heard a couple of Star Wars like pew pews. <laughs> Actually, so the space like, the, the the outer space stuff yeah effects are fine. Yeah, for what they are, I mean they're not bad. I've seen no, worse. they're not bad. They're very Star Warsy though, very Star Warsy. You could tell where they were. Yeah, going with like with all like the dark and, and the stars and stuff. <laughs> Lame. Yeah. <laughs> well, Come the, on, another design, man. Lit Star Wars movies. Well, the <laughs> ship going over the camera well, yeah, like yeah. that is, is very synonymous with the openings of the Star Wars movies. Oh, Please yes. don't say openings on my show. <laughs> <laughs> the, be, the, the beginning orifices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Much better. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, got it. There we go. And that's when the audience turns. Um... <laughs> So they crash, they have a rough landing, not a crash landing, but a rough landing. Yeah, because um, corporate is in a, is in a hurry because they, they get to the planet and they see that Richter Dynamics already has a craft there. So uh, Ferris Bureau's dad is just like, just put it down anywhere. Not here, here. I love where he was like, I don't want you to land it here. I need you to land it here. And he moves his finger slightly over on the screen. <laughs> yeah, because that one was closer to Pizza Hut. Hey, I love Pizza Hut. Nobody ever loves the hut. I do love everything. I love. Well, you don't food. want to be too far away from people. Well, I, I, I guess maybe it would probably be a subway so they get more sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you could get Subway to sponsor this movie, that would have helped. Sandwiches, the food of the future. <laughs> Footlong sandwiches, <laughs> food of the future. When I'm in space, I need a footlong. Owls. <laughs> what? You get really hungry Brian. in space. You need a whole footlong. You need a whole footlong in space. You're very hungry. You said whole and footlong in the same sentence. Please stop. Beginning orifice of 12 inches. I hate you. Allison. Allison. All right. So This they, is where the audience turns. <laughs> so they all get on their stupid little spacesuits and they go over there and they're like, ooh. What happened here? Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, because what you've left out is that the crash landed, and now the ship is fogged up, and we're running out of air. Yes. We're running out of air. We're going to die. We are facing our own mortality at this point. So first things first. We're going to die from farts, which they will. Nothing guess. Going to come in. Going to die from farts. Going to die from farts. (laughs) Can't live off farts alone. (laughs) That's what happens on Fart Planet, colon, Planet of the Farts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Better title. <laughs> Better title. Uh, um, yeah, where were we? Oh, so they all decide to go to the, the original crash site uh, where the, oh, yeah, the... The German ship, yeah. Oh, I thought they were going to the, the other ship. That's what I just said, the German ship. I thought there was already three there. ships. There's not three ships. No, the, the ship that has the alien stuff on it. Yeah. That's the German ship. No, no. Yes. That's where the original gay, uh, no. gay astronauts were. No, 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 no. There's no, no ship. Because they even find the tubes. That wasn't a ship. That was on the planet itself. That's on the surface of the planet. Oh, I thought that was a crash landing there. It's not. Let's fight. 
<laughs> Shut up, Brian. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in two weeks. <laughs> Listeners, Daddy and Daddy are fighting. We're not mad at you. We're mad at Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Allison is stupid. So, yeah, they go over to the other ship, I guess, according is. to Patrick. Whatever ship that uh-huh. is. And they get attacked by an alien who kills Susan. Uh-huh. Susan's dead. And we don't really see it. We don't know what happened. We don't know what happened, but she she dead. So yeah, now we're well, back to the other ship, and everyone's like really she dead. Because when she, uh, Susan tries to run through the door, she stops and starts holding on to something that's preventing her from going through the door. And I'm just like, nothing's caught except for your arm, which you which is not- holding her sandwich. So she's like, oh. <laughs> it's that goddamn sandwich. She hadn't taken the one bite she's gonna take of it yet. <laughs> Death by sandwich. And so the door closes, and uh, Alien drags her away. Right. So they know that Susan is now dead. Yeah. And there's everybody. something Missing. on this other ship. And yes. then we're running out of air. So everyone's, like, really sad and mopey and, like, yes. drinking, like, hot tea and being depressing. Well, Fennel is extra mopey because he no longer has his bang buddy. Right. And he's looking out his port window. And after, be- after, after being drugged. Oh yeah, oh, they, right. they give him a sedative, so he's oh, had a sedative. He's getting the space madness. He, I forgot about that. He's getting the Titan madness. Yeah, he's getting the space madness. He gets an so injection of sedatives, not from the doctor. Just <laughs> jammed in the neck by Bryce. That's why they she took all those medications. Yeah. Um, and because so the he, doctor ain't gonna know what to do. <laughs> you are not a doctor. You're a I'm a doctor of philosophy. Thing. Thank you very much. It's an honorary doctor. You know, they just gave like a speech at a college. That's about it. Not a medical doctor. Not a medical doctor. But that during that interview process, you know, she interviews really well. You know, she used a couple of buzzwords, you know, hemoglobins, stuff like that. And she got the job, you know. Anywho, I don't know why I went off on that tangent. But all high up on hopped up on drugs, um, Fennell looks out his port window and he sees Susan on the other side. Uh-huh. And Susan, she's not wearing any of her space clothes. How is this possible? And well, Susan, she's not wearing her helmet. Yeah, she's not. Well, yeah, she's not wearing her helmet, i.e. you be dead if you were real. If you were real, you be dead. So all of a sudden it's like, come on out here, big boy. Come on. So, Fennel Except gets, French, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, imagine French. And so, Fennel puts his, you know, his space helmet and suit on, and he goes running after Susan. And she, all of a sudden, like, and he's chasing her and chasing her, and all of a sudden she's like, hey, I'm going to get naked. She, she gets naked. And he's like, oh, boy, this spacesuit's getting a little tight. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, the spacesuit's like a cheap, uh, cheap hotel, no ballroom. Um, and <laughs> that took me a long time to get that joke out, and it wasn't even worth it. It really wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> Fix it worth post. it. <laughs> Fix it in post. Take out my stutters. But she's naked. And this is where I'm like, oh, okay, nice boobs. She had some real nice boobs. Perky, yeah. nice. We get to see Tushy. Nice Tushy. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in. And then she takes his helmet off and they just start like making out. But he's like dying because he's real. Like he's not dead. So he cannot live without his spacesuit. And they just kind of weirdly make out for what feels like 15 minutes. And 
He's dying. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I'm just going to jump in and say, like, he ain't making out. No, he's she's making like, out. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah, she's giving him the kiss of death, man. Yeah, and at the at the end of the scene, you see her take something and like put it on him from like his POV, right? His point of view. Something is getting placed on him, but we don't know what yet. We don't know what it is or what happened. It's just right? that little bit of Miracle Whip. A little bit of now Miracle Whip with those flowing sandwiches. <laughs> now you're my sandwich. So we go back to um, the regular. I just want to say, Allison, that yeah. scene, that scene. Yeah. That's why we have. That's why we have this movie. It's like, okay, we have boobs and we have boobs in space. Allison's in. I mean, that's the. This is it. This is the only reason. There's no other. That was scene. the only criteria. Like, I'm running out of movies to show you that, that are watchable. Song. There's no other scenes in this movie that are like uh, Allison. Taylor made for Allie. Taylor made for Allison. No. So yeah. We go whereas back to- Brian, Brian said, I kind of like bad science fiction movies, and Allison was like, Shut up. Wow. <laughs> so they go back to the regular shit. With all, like, the Americans on it. And they're like, where's where's Fennell? I don't know. He ran out after Susan or whatever. What? Well, we're not going to chase him because we're running out of air. And if we keep opening up this hatch, we're just wasting our air. So And Fennell, all the air conditioning is going out. We're not paying to air condition space. Thank you With air conditioning the whole space neighborhood. <laughs> not paying to cool the whole space neighborhood. So they're like, he's on his own, right? Boom, he's on his own. But all of a sudden... This crazy German man comes in, right? Sexually accosts Bryce. Sexually accosts Bryce. Yes, we're introduced to him by him grabbing her ass. Yeah. yeah. Like forcefully, like, oh, yeah. and then he grabs, gotta get her, the space suit, man. So. grabs her from behind and is like grabbing handfuls of boobs. Yeah. And he's like, tell me what you like. And she's like, uh, and he's like, I said, tell me what you like. And then she, her answer was, Violence. I see you like guns. What else do you like? Violence. (laughs) (laughs) And then she proceeds to beat the crap out of him (laughs) slightly for a couple of minutes. And he's like, ooh, feisty. You know, that was pretty, that wasn't the line, but I'm, that was the reaction. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring him into, like, the main like room with everybody. Yeah, the main room with everybody. And mm. this is where we find out what's really going on with this alien ship. When we found this great evil, that thing is using it for food. What do you mean? It's, it's, it's using our own man to kill each other. How? How? Some kind of collective intelligence. Now look, I think it's time for a walk. We all have to get back in shape. And thank you very much for your kindness and treatment. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Where he is telling them, like, look, it's this weird collection, and my whole crew is, like, fucking dead. We turned against each other. We were killing, and it was killing us. We were killing each other. It was crazy. You should not go over there, but, you know... Then he finds a random sandwich and eats it. That's Susan. He's <laughs> like, see you later, guys. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for the sandwich. And he's like, Dunk, Dunk a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. But he doesn't really leave. He just kind of like creepily hangs out in a corner. He doesn't really leave. <laughs> Why would you leave? Yeah, whatever. He's got, some, he's got some ass to grab here. But yeah, right? he does drop. He, I mean, Klopskinski is, is, is your creepy old exposition guy. Yes. And we find out that that thing, those vials that they found, he, well, he does this fun thing 
we talked about last time, that he'll say something in German and then be like, yeah, I understand. Then you know what I'm talking about? And then he just says it again in German but never tells you what it means. But this place out there, you know what this is? This is the Sammlung von Lebensgeistern. Yeah, this is a Sammlung von Lebensgeistern. Like, lost. Yeah, because what you what they found out there was a Akaflaka Schnuckerflocker. You know, <laughs> you know, an Akka Schnuckerflockerflocker. And we're like, no, we don't know. We don't know. Basically, it was some other alien's butterfly collection. We found someone's collection of life from all over the galaxy, like a child's butterfly collection. Only that some of these butterflies are not so friendly. It's a terrible mistake. It's a terrible mistake of bringing aboard one of those broken canisters with a specimen in it. You know, we thought the thing in it uh, was in suspended animation, but it was not asleep. Waiting for us. We, when we landed on this moon here, then there were 22 of us. And now it's only me, Uri Hofner. One by one of my guys <laughs> died, killed by something that had waited for them 2,000 centuries. And now it's waiting for us. Yeah, Except is how he, he explained says, it. Yes, that yes, is he exactly said, but he one of those butterflies mm-hmm. was not so friendly, and that's what we're dealing with now. Correct. And this thing has been waiting all this time in this little tube, and that's pissed off and really hungry. As we learned, one of the things that we learned, I learned, was that well, Allison complained last time that there's so much nothing going on in this movie, and a lot yes. of that was because they had to fill time because the creature design turned out to be awful. And the director's like, well, we can't use this scene, this scene, this scene, or this scene because this thing is terrible. And he does – they do what they can. So and that means so that means that there are like – that was one of my complaints from last time. Thank you for reminding me about that. It was no. – there's these long scenes of them just like walking down hallways or walking on space, you know, out in space. And not getting anywhere or showing me anything new. So I kept saying, like, wow, this is this movie. There's so much exposition in certain scenes, and then literally nothing happening for another five minutes. Like literally. Feaster famine story wise. Yeah. yeah. And so this design was so like difficult to move in and like it wasn't mobile enough and it was it looked terrible. Was that they came up with the concept of okay, what if it's like a hive mind sort of thing? Like it's more of a queen. Mm-hmm. And it needs its worker bees. Yes. To go bring it food. Yes. So we have lots of reanimated corpses. Which is working exact, for working for the alien, exactly which is a cool idea. What happened with yeah. our buddy Fennell? That, and with Susan, yeah, Susan, Susan was a reanimated corpse, which is why she didn't die without her helmet on. Right. So she puts on this like slug looking thing, which controls their mind. Now, after they figure out what's going on with like, what are we going to do? The German guy has said his piece. They're still running out of air. There's a couple of scenes where they're like almost coming to peace with the fact that they're going to die. Well, not coming to peace, but well, no, but they're talking about it with the plan. They're like, well, wait, wait, maybe there's all these dead Germans out there. Yeah, there's plenty of the air on the other ship. Why don't we go get some air from them and go get some their canisters? And the captain says, "I'm not stealing air from dead people." To which I said, "Why not? 
They're dead. <laughs> they but don't it's German live. air. It's German air. It's just going to smell like sauerkraut Ew. and crying. I got nothing. <laughs> but at this time, they get a message <gasps> from Fennell. <gasps> Where the hell you been? I'm on board the German ship. Are you all right? I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm better than okay. Sorry I didn't tell anyone where I was going, but I had a feeling you might not let me try to make it here. You got that right. How's your air supply holding out? We're almost out. Well, don't worry. There's plenty over here. Did you find Susan? No. I don't know where she is. I, I looked everywhere, but she's nowhere in sight. What about the thing that attacked her? It must have left the ship. I mean, I searched the entire ship, but it isn't anywhere. It means it's safe for us to go over there. Uh, John, are you sure you're all right? I, I, I'm fine. I think I think I pinched a nerve in my neck. The main airlock was jammed, and uh, I had to force the auxiliary. Mike, the ship is ready to go. I mean, I've got a couple of circuits to patch, but I mean, it's nothing important. I can have it ready by the time you get here. Okay. We're going to think on it. Well... Don't take too long. I want to go home. And he's like, guys, you got to come over to this other ship. It's great. They there's got blackjack and hookers and everything. Foosball. There's a there's an air hockey table. <laughs> and come on over, guys. But he I looks, know where they hide the whiskey bottles and everything. I got the liquor cabinet key. Mom's out of town. <laughs> they have in um, television. Yeah, we can we can watch the. I know how to unscramble the porn channel. <laughs> there we go. Um, but he's looking like kind of stiff, and they ask him like, "What's going on? Like, you look bad." And he goes. Oh, I sprained my neck as I was, you know, trying to open the the door. But come on over. Water's fine. Jump on in. And as the transmission... We're not going to eat you. We're totally not going to eat you. As the transmission (laughs) ends, he turns the chair, and you see, like, this alien slug creature, like, attached to him, obviously controlling him. Yes, the whole side of his face is is all alien. Confirmed. This is where this gets a little interesting, right? (laughs) So they're like... All right, air, you had me at air hockey table. Let's go. We got no other choice here. <laughs> because we, we can use it to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> we can either wait here and die or go play air hockey. Go get the canisters off the air hockey table. Yeah, exactly. Do I want to die alone, cold on the ship, or do I want to die scoring against your dumb ass in air hockey? Let's sink that puck, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> so they go over there and... Um, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess it's not so bad over here. What's up? What's up, Fennell? And he's like, come on over here. And that's when things... With a huge bandage on the side of his face. Yes, yeah. but I thought that was so genius because he had his head wrapped up in, like, a bandage. And they were like, you didn't have that before. And he's like, oh, well, shit happens in space. Yeah, like, I, was do- <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing science stuff and German shit leaked on me and it yeah, burned and I, it me. Was it was caustic. Gross. Yeah, and I would have I would have preferred it if he was wearing like some big wide brim Titanic fashion hat. That would have been cool. Like, or like, or like put on your Sunday best when you fell down and out. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> Maybe some kind of like sombrero. Well, you're 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 you you're you're moving really stiffly, Fennell, and you're acting oddly. But your hat is gorgeous. <laughs> but, but that is a that is a wonderful hat. <laughs> Did you just get back from spring break in Tijuana? Okay. <laughs> Today is a say something hat day. That's what it is in space. <laughs> Did you just come back from Tijuana? 
And surprisingly, did your car get stolen? Were there steroids in a pinata? Yeah, but I also have a luchador mask in case we don't want to kill anybody. Any <laughs> medical students? Yes. <laughs> so there's a <clears throat> flashback, kids. Different episode. <laughs> flashback. Oh, there's actually. Can we have a timeout, a... please. I have to call a timeout. Yeah. Because I forgot to mention this last time. Mm. And since we went into flashback episodes, it is with a very heavy heart that I have to announce that the actress, Bunky Jones, has left us. Bunky Jones from Hide and Go Shriek, otherwise known as Helena Underboobs Carter. (laughs) Nothing. No sadness for Bunky Jones. Nothing. No, No, we were were being respectfully silent. Who are you? (laughs) This is how much that Bunky Jones meant to us. We were respectfully silent for I think the first time ever between me and Alice. I don't know who you are this episode. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking pod people on my show. Well, we found this big container. You figured this out. You figured out the slugs. I've been playing air hockey this whole time. (laughs) God damn it, you two. And by air hockey, what I really mean is nothing. <laughs> oh, come uh, on, Patrick, grow up. No, but that 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 is definitely that is definitely sad to hear. I was sad when you texted me that information because, yeah, it, it's always sad. It's always yeah. sad. Yeah. So, and apparently that was her real name. Oh, really? Rabunka Jones was her real name. Rabunka. Wow. Rabunka Jones. Yeah. Huh. My friend. He's a guy, and his name is Jess. And my parents always... That's not my rotorator penis pal, pal is it? No. <laughs> no. But his name is Jess. They don't know Jess. what we're talking about now. They're like, what did that mean? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> Apply your own story. It's probably much more interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so his name is Jess, and my parents uh-huh. always assume that it's a girl. And I go, Jess is a, Jess is a man. And then they go, really? What is, is that name short for something? No, his name is Jess, but I always like to tell my parents it's short for Jessery. <laughs> as opposed to Jeffrey, it's Jessery. <laughs> his name is Jessery. Okay, this is more stuff for me to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made me think of that when it was Rebunka, Rebunka Jones. That, no, that's just Make your name. Deep, deep digging, keep digging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the movie. Rest in peace, Rebunka Jones. Where are we? Okay, so yeah, now he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go and do some stuff. I want to do some science stuff in this other room. Hey, doctor, why don't you come help me? And doctor, doctor gets eaten. Does she bites her head off. Yeah, Actually, this is almost a good scene. Never, never. Like, the setup of it is good because, not, you know, he goes into the, the, the room and he's like, oh, sorry. It's like the lights are not working. I haven't gotten everything working yet. Hold on. I'll go and see if I can fix them. And he leaves her alone. At the doorway, and then nothing, 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 nothing. She's calling him. She's in the room. It's pitch dark. It's really hot. And all of a sudden, it's like carnival of bodies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's all these bodies hanging from the ceiling, and she's screaming and shit. And then he grabs her, and there's a giant alien in there. And she's like, oh, no. And she's trying to get away, and she rips his face off. Yeah. Rips his mandible right off. That was awesome. That was probably the best part. You're not saying mandible on my show either. (laughs) <laughs> Womandible. <laughs> Womandible. It ripped his mandible. Amanda Bell Lewis. <laughs> ripped it right off his face. 
So that was super cool. But then the alien goes to like bite her head off and we have an equally less cool moment because the alien <laughs> goes to like bite her head off. But you just see the alien, like we said, the costume is awful. You can't move in it. It's just like... Oh. I'm it doesn't even. I'm gonna get Brian, your neck. go. Brian, go. We haven't heard from you in a while, Brian. You go. I'm. I'm gonna get your neck. I'm the alien. I'm all nibble nibble. Yeah, exactly. Nibble it doesn't nibble seem on to this ha- side now. Oh, I'm a little alien. <laughs> exactly. The, the, this, this thing does not seem to have a workable mouth. So it's basically putting its face up to her neck and just going. Uh, it is. It is the worst. Hold on. It's gonna fall off any minute. <laughs> And her head fell off. Like after, two head ne- fell after two licks. How many licks does it take to make a duchess head fall off? <laughs> One, a two, three. <laughs> nibble, nibble. <laughs> now, had this been a better movie, then the alien out. would have killed itself later when it tripped over her head and it fell down an elevator shaft. But that's again, back to, back to time go shrink. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, yeah. I was like, so yeah. now the doctor's dead. It's one more person dead. One more cast member. I didn't really have to pay attention to anymore. Yeah, she ain't. She ain't get. She ain't getting the slug though. She's there for the meal. He's like that girl's just that doctor. She ain't no doctor, but she sure is a doctor of deliciousness. Nom nom nom. Never never never. She's the double D. Ah, but uh, but hey, have we mentioned that the the my eyes adored you. That the German guy and uh, and Bryce go off separately from everybody else yet to get canisters off dead people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. But they're not with the other group with uh, no, the captain not. and everybody. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Because and they-, they get attacked by Susan. Yes, they do. And we don't know what happened. Now everybody's here at this other at the German ship except for Wendy Shaw, who's been left behind for some, in case those two come back. Well, they got the communication beacon working, so they're waiting for it to hear back. Okay. I think that's what happened. Sure, why not? Space stuff. <laughs> Space stuff! Basically, girl left alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Well, what goes wrong? Klaus Kinski shows up. But he's all alienized. Except the alien version is just as creepy as the regular Klaus version. Oh, yeah, at first I was like, oh, I guess there's a little bit of makeup on his face. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing. He's still trying to grab her and touch her. It's just bad. It's bad. That's pretty. He also sabotages that ship, so now that the uh, the original American ship can never take off. It will never massage a clitoris again. So now everybody needs to go over to the German ship, for real. Yeah. yeah. So that's where Wendy Shaw is, a.k.a. Beth, a.k.a. Francine Smith, is running to. She gets there and meets up with the captain and uh, Chris Bueller's dad. <laughs> and they decide to electrocute it. Yeah, they get this big plan. Yes, because Wendy Shaw... Was inspired by that movie where the people on the Arctic station were attacked by a carrot from outer space. This was a thing from another planet? Right. It was a nod to that. And at the time, you know, back in the day, like, you don't understand, like, younger kids might understand, like, that self-referential thing is really common now. It never happened in movies. Oh, yeah. Very often. So when you got a little nod like this, it was a big deal. It made you feel very smart. Like, she's talking about the thing from outer space from 1957, which James Arnaz as a carrot from outer space. Thank you very much. <laughs> but they're going to they electrocute do. it. They, they, she hooks up shit to the floor, and they lure it out, and they electrocute it. And you get to see this shitty, shitty, shitty costume in all its non-glory. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's, em- it's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing creature. Oh, yeah. It's bad. I felt bad for it. 
Like, like, I'm, so ug- I'm so ugly, but I got these cool slugs and I make a great sandwich. Like, no, we're going to electrocute you anyway. <laughs> no. Your body makes no sense. You are horrible. We see way too much of you. And you you move like you're already in the stages of rigor mortis. You yeah. are- it's osteoporosis. I just need some Boniva. Where's the doctor? <laughs> That's why I ate the doctor. <laughs> uh, so, even though they electrocuted it, the electrocution... Does nothing. It just knocks uh, it out for a hot minute. Ah, uh, and this is one of these things that annoyed me. The two guys were like, "Okay, it's dead. Let's leave the lady alone with it." And it's it's unprotected. Uh, yeah, just stay here with the corpse of this alien. It's probably dead. It's probably, okay, we're just gonna go do man stuff in the other room. Yeah, you wouldn't understand because you're you're just a girl. Well, they electrocute it, and <clears throat> she does the the first mistake of any horror movie. It's like she kind of kicks it. <laughs> she kicks it. Yeah. Scream Queens rule number 357, it's not dead. It's not dead. It grabs When somebody her. ever asks, is it dead? Is he dead? Is she dead? The answer is always no. No. Assume no. Assume. But they never listen. They never listen to me. Why do I write these rules? I don't know. <laughs> Those jerks. So she gives a little kick and it grabs her and... <laughs> hey, Francine. That got me. Yeah, you know, we've been making that. Once you grab Stan, I'm gonna make a real sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they all come running back in, and they decide, okay, so electrocution didn't do it. We're gonna have to blow this mofo up. We're gonna have to blow this cussing thing up. <laughs> and they like s- like put a bomb on a on a yeah. Net. They found they, uh, they found a bomb. Like Kowalski had all these bombs for some yeah. reason. You know, whatever. Germans. So they put this bomb on like a net and then Funicello. <laughs> I was waiting Joke we made for last time. <laughs> I waited for it. I paused for it. Um and they their their plan is that they're gonna toss this net over the alien and then it's gonna explode. Detonate the bomb, yeah. But the alien kind of figures this shit out, kind of. I don't know. No. No, I, I think know. they're just stupid, and it didn't work out right. Yeah, and yet, so well, it winds up getting it. But now the aliens like, I got this bomb, mother cussers. What are I we got this do? bomb, and I got Ferris Bueller's dad. And I'm gonna take Ferris Bueller's dad hostage. I mean, that's probably not what the alien is thinking, but in my mind, no, it's not taking him hostage because it's going. Nibble, nibble. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your head off on the too. side of his neck. Give me 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ferris Bueller's mm. dad. Decides to make the ultimate sacrifice. And he's like... By, by agreeing to be in this movie. By being... <laughs> yes. He'd be... He decides, no, no, let's open this hatch. Yeah, and so he tells the captain to let him go. And let's let the alien and me go out into space here. No, not to space. It's on the surface of the planet. We're going to just launch me out onto the planet of the farts. We're going to drop like 10. I'd rather die from farts than be nibbled to death for the next 72 hours. So they kind of like roll outside into space. And they're like, let's have this alien blow up. And it's like, three, two, one. But then it doesn't blow up. And you guys explained it last time. Because I was like, why did this not just blow up at zero? And then you guys explained it to me last time. I completely forgot. Oh, it, it just broke. It, it just and, was malfunction. Yeah, you just yeah. Think it's a malfunction. I just thought I, thought I thought it was maybe because you know what you don't understand was that yeah, it looked like a countdown, but the numbers are in German, man. So it all works differently. <laughs> it's a no. German bomb, so the numbers are it's a, whole, it's a whole different system. I mean, I'm, I I can't believe they're able to program it all with those different. So the, the alien 
comes around, still has the bomb strapped to it, but not Ferris Bueller's dad. Mm-hmm. And it tries to get into the front door, and... He's like, knock, knock, trick or treat, anyone home? <laughs> Come on. And the captain's like, no. I'd like to take a moment to speak to you about my savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here's a copy of the Watchtower. Uh, so <laughs> the, the captain starts to like go to fist fight the alien to keep In it out of the space, ship. Without no, space no. clothes on. Yeah. And... And he would have died instantly. He, yeah, he pretty much. He passed we, out. Because we established that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he passed out way after Johnny passed out. Johnny Fennell from breathing in all those space fart fumes. Um, but who comes to save the day that fires a gun at the bomb that makes it explode? That's right. Motherfucking Bryce. Mother cousin Bryce. <laughs> who we thought was dead, but she's not. She was just lost. Takes a lot more to get get rid of Bryce. Yeah, that was the worst yeah. line ever. She was just lost. What happened to you? I got lost. Uh, That's the closing line of the movie, man. (laughs) I know. And she takes the the captain onto the German spaceship with uh, Francine Smith, and they go back home. End of the movie. But but her book was safe. Oh, yeah. Just like sandwiches, there's this running thing of this book that she loves, and she, Francine, uh, Wendy Schalk's character, Beth, keeps reading. It's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. (laughs) And, um... (laughs) I was trying to come up with a, with a better one to one up you, and I can't. Um, <laughs> Nothing beats are you there, guys? Me, Margaret. <laughs> she, she was like, "Here's your book," and they kind of had like this moment of like girl power. Yeah, you saved, you saved my book. I Women. beg to differ. No. Women. <laughs> Stupid. No, because this, the, take your no. Listen, and get listen, out of here. listen. This is the end of the movie, right? The movie began with gay astronauts, and I will venture to say that it ends. With lesbian astronauts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Women. That Beth and Bryce are going to be like all snugly the whole ride home. And Captain's going to be like, hey, remember that time I kicked the alien out the door and I didn't die from the fumes? And then it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that didn't kill I the am alien. damn near Can you hold it down? We're trying to compost in here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am damn near superhuman. Shut I'm up the and, captain. <laughs> shut up and pilot, Captain. <laughs> Oh. Okay, Captain Patriarchy, why don't you just take us home? <laughs> Can I at least watch? <laughs> I'll eat one of those sandwiches. That's when the audience turns. Oh. oh. But no, that's Cindy, this yes. movie. That's this movie. It's not a good movie. It's not good, <laughs> no. but it had, you know, it just, had the potential to be so much potential. if it wasn't like a straight-up alien ripoff. But there were some high points to it. There were some low points to it. There are. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. And, you know, this director was his first time out, and he obviously grew and did other movies. I've never seen Overcame a lot of problems. Yeah, and you could could see that. Like, you could really see it. So, you know, overall, I give it a sideways thumb of it's not good, it's not bad, it's just a thing. (laughs) It's a creature. If it's on the middle of the night and there's nothing else to watch, you will not be sad. No, I'll I'll probably turn it off. I would well, rather see the silence of space. <laughs> Smelling the thoughts of space. That's the other thing. The bomb goes off outside on the planet of the farts. Methane is a flammable gas. That whole shit should have blown up. <laughs> that whole planet should be gone. <laughs> it should be the end of fart planet, planet of the fart, planet of the farts. That's how that movie should have ended. One giant fart. Flaming fart in space. But no. So it's the movie. Yeah. And then you find out it's just like some teenager. This all happened just inside a teenager. Inside his like pants reading. in the middle yeah. of science class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. With like a Bunsen burner. You know. Whoa. 
she she almost just saying elsewhere does again. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Now that would have been a clever twist. Uh, there are no snow gloves in space either. There are no snow gloves. So now we talked about this last time. Yes. Dutch Giggles was a turning point for us. It it, it ended the war. <laughs> it, 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 it called it called the truce. It's in the battle between me and Allison. That's fine. I <laughs> <laughs> rather um, Evils of the Night did because we both hated the movie so much that we're both on the same page again. Yeah. But yeah. the problem I'm having with these guys now, these two guests, is that finding movies is getting difficult. Yeah, I might find something with ample boobs, but then everything else is just unwatchable. Yeah, we need like, people keep telling me. And people keep. Do you know how many people have told me to make you watch Cheerleader Camp? So many people have told me, oh, they'll love Cheerleader Camp. It's full of boobs and it's funny and it's a slasher and it's the thing. It's full of boobs and it's a camp slasher. I kind of get a kick out of it because it's supposed to be a cheerleader camp. And they have actual cheerleaders in the movie, like other people training to be cheerleaders, but not the main cast. So, like, you're seeing the other people actually doing routines and they cut to the cast. They're like, step, kick, step, kick. <laughs> and other people, like, doing flips in the air. Like, oh, come on. Everybody, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be funny. I find it painful. Oh. I can't subject. I, I try. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll try watching it as, as a test. I'm like, I can't get to this. You're like, I, I don't subject- even want to watch it again. I'm not going to I can't subject them to this. This is just cruel. So I think I have to step up my game with you guys. Change battle plans a bit. That boobs might have to be icing from now on. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a movie that. Um- I mean, you, re- you have requested over and over again to give you the shitty movies. And at this point, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a difference between like shitty movies and like funny shitty mo- like slashers, right? That was perfect. Oh, slashers, is right? Yeah. Because it was just the right amount of like camp and lo-fi, lo-fi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you and had moves. not been already married to Brian, you would have been married to that movie. <laughs> I would have been married to Chainsaw Charlie. Um, but yeah, that that was kind of like perfect. Um, but yeah, if boobs are the icing, I'll, I'll take less boobage. For watchability. There's a movie that Matthew Perry was in. Oh, no. Is where, that what you want to do? I, don't, I forget the name of it. I think oh, it's great. called, like, Nine Lives. Nine. He plays, like, a medical student. and like, Are there boobs in it? I forget. That's why I'm saying. Oh, That's why God. I'm saying this, so that he can do his research and see if there's boobs in it. But I want to say it's, like, Nine Lives or Nine Doctors or Nine something. And he there's, like, medical students. Nine boobs. The nine, there's nine boobs. <laughs> Why nine? I don't know. Um, but you'll have to watch the movie to find out. That's the mystery. Nine. That's the mystery. <laughs> but, like, there's all these, like, medical students getting murdered in, like, mm. very, gra- like very like graphic medical kind of ways. I don't know if there's boobs in it, but, I mean, Matthew Perry's in it. Young Matthew Perry, too. He's, like, all of, like, 20. Wow. wow. Yeah. I have not heard of this movie, and I'm surprised I haven't heard of this movie, especially because normally once people get famous... Their back catalog gets pushed out, like, no matter how shitty it is. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, like, really in it for all, like, five minutes. Doesn't matter. No, I mean, they'll they'll repackage that and have him on the front cover just so you buy it if you're a Matthew Perry fan. Yeah. Look up up his IMDb and and check out that one. Because if you haven't done it yet, even with or without us, you should. um, Because it's, like, it's not, like, horror horror, but it's, like, thriller horror. Uh Uh-huh. I understand the concept. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm glad. (laughs) Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. But no, okay. I, I I think watchability. I mean, boobs boobs are the icing. But yeah, I don't know. But th- but that has defined my whole character. I bring to this show. <laughs> uh, by whose insistence? 
I mean, happenstance. I mean, <laughs> happenstance. You just, happenstance. You just, complete and utter happenstance. You just tripped and fell in it. It just happened. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to put it in her purse. Look at Thank all you. of these boobies. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And it just so happened that these first couple of movies that we were all watching together had boobies in them. And you when enjoyed it too I'm, much. I'm gonna, pickle, I'm gonna make comment. Pickle, pickle, I'm on his IMDb page. I see nothing that looks like Here. Oh, no, anything she, you described. She's pulling it. Now she's pulling it up on no, her phone. I, I own it on VHS. Oh my God. Yeah, because that's how old this thing is. She is a uh-huh. huge. Did you just type Matthew Perry doctor movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, see, I see nothing in here that sounds like that. The only thing that sounds like it is Deadly Relations. Oh, that's it. That's it? It's a TV movie. Hey. Are you, and? Um, <laughs> you this does, this it does, still doesn't sound like it. Well, a man, throughout the 1970s, a man with a military sense of control over his family lets his daughter knows what he thinks of the lifestyles he's choosing. That doesn't no, sound like it. No, yeah. no, that's not it. It's about doctors. Oh, it's got Shelley Fabre in it, though. It's it's got doctors Ooh. in it. It's getting be, in. The packing. movie is called Getting In, nineteen ninety four. Wow, uh, that doesn't look like a thriller at all. Okay, it's in blood font. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's got Christy Swanson in it. Oh, we gotta do this one. <laughs> Guys, you're fucking welcome. It's got Christy Swanson, Christy Baranski, and Len Carew from Sweeney Todd. All right, I'm in. See, I'm telling you, this movie had like everybody and their brother in it. And yes, they did put Matthew Perry on the cover. <laughs> I told you. So yeah, Gabrielle Higgs has failed to get into John Hopkins to study medicine. He's sixth on a list of backup candidates and must persuade the pi- five people ahead of him to drop out. And then uh-huh. they start dying. And they, then they all mysteriously start, die- start dying. Uh, all right. Well, you like bought said, the show Screeching Halt, Allison, like, which means that it's time to bid goodbye. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Perry is in this movie for all of ten minutes, but he dies, just so you know. Mm-hmm. He Does he have his whole finger? Uh, no. I think this was after the finger. <laughs> okay, because I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm not watching that. I'm no, okay, I, I got nothing. I, you and your digits. I got nothing. Okay, Allison, you have ruined the show. <laughs> but I've given you another movie for you to check out. I'm just ah, good for me. Like I don't have another. All right, thank you guys for joining me again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. It's always hold good on to come a on. second. Yeah, not but special thanks this time for helping out with the potathon again. And for helping the kids at New Alternatives, you know how much this project means to me. And you know how much it hurts for me to put this thing together. So this is not just fun. It's, it's, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. Just I'm very grateful. And if I'm not coming across, it's just because I'm overtired. I've got a million things to do. But I am extremely grateful that you guys have continued to support me in this particular project year after year. It means a lot to me. Of course, always. Yeah, go go welcome, donate. Buddy. Everybody go donate. Yeah, please do. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. And, um, oh yeah. I got one thing to say to you, bitches. Happy Halloween. Have a sandwich. And I have Nothing? a ska podcast. Ska <laughs> bullshit, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Just did a hang up on us. <laughs> There's a post-it note on my computer that says ska <laughs> bullshit. I'm not going to uh, forget. Uh, mm. Do you know how tired I am right now? Like, I'm just like, you glazed me over with Matthew Perry. Like, I had to take the post-it note off to Google Matthew Perry, goddammit. All right, so fuck you guys. I take back everything I ever said about you. Brian is a Scott podcast. If you like Scott, go listen to it. Brian, what's it called? Where can they find it? It's called Scott After Party. It's at scottafterparty.com. 
I interview so ska what, bands and I talk about new ska releases and tours going on usually in the U.S. and big festivals throughout the world. So you know what this means, thing? listeners? Listeners, listeners, this means one thing. That means, you know how all these times I introduced you, these two, as my favorite pod faders? I was lying. Only one of them is a pod fader. <laughs> Only one of us has that offense, but uh-huh. but Brian Brian, Brian, Brian has held this torch it. for years, and Allison has stuffed it in her ass. I put the flame out. Thank you very much, guys. Good night, happy Halloween. It's been Bye. fun. Catch you later. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much to Allison Nowacki and Brian Polk for coming back to the show and getting the stinker. Into every potathon, a stinker movie must fall, and you guys got stuck with it this time. Last year, it was the Creepy Kitsch Girls. This time, it was you. And, well, you know, I'm still really bummed out, but hanging out with them for a while has cheered me up a bit. But I'm still very distressed about this whole thing, so I, I can pontificate. Now, I I had a whole spiel about how, you know, how much more likely a queer youth on the street is to start using drugs and getting into the sex trade, and not for the reasons that you think. They start using drugs like crystal meth and stuff because they need to stay awake. If you don't need to sleep, you don't need a bed. And a lot of them get into the sex trade... Not even just for the money, but just for a place to sleep. I I could I had a whole fancy speech on that, but I, I don't have it tonight. It's, I just don't. I'm still brokenhearted about this whole situation. So what I, I, I here's the thing. Here's where I know the show is showing up. I know it's definitely showing up on Radio Public. Okay, so the best thing that I can ask of you right now, the best publicity I have is you. Talk about the Potathon. Post stuff on social media. Use a link to Radio Public. I mean, they have the website. Just go and share it from there. People can, who want to listen and they're not finding it can definitely get it on Radio Public. I'll put a link in the show notes. Because that's all I can think of to do right now. And also, ask you to donate. You know, the, you know what to do. Those links are also in the show notes. Bit.ly slash SQ pod NA Scream Queens podcast Noel Turners or Bitly FB SQ Pod. Facebook Screen Please Podcast. Or go to the screen um, and if you want one of some merch, there's Spooky Smoochy Smirch. Spooky Smoochy Smirch. I still can't say this properly, but it's a cute shirt. You should buy it. If you want to pick some of that up, go to the T Public store at um, bit.ly slash spooky smooch. That I can say, but I can only say it if I say it like that. Spooky smooch. Into every podcast, into every potathon, a stinker must fall, as I said earlier. And I guess, I suppose, into every potathon, hardship must fall because every year there's always something awful that happens during it. And I guess this is it this year. Um, but we shall overcome, right? It's what we do here. All right. Please talk about the show, talk about what's going on, donate, share links where it works, and just thank you for hanging in here with me. Thank you very much. So until next time, till tomorrow, my beautiful, beautiful screamers. When Vanessa from the VD Clinic podcast 
and Terry from the Gaily Dreadful blog will be here to talk about the 1978 movie The Legacy, which I still believe you can watch on YouTube if you want to play along at home. It's one of my favorites. One of my favorites for various reasons, which we'll talk about tomorrow. So until then, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place, but make this Halloween a little less creepy for the kids at New Alternatives. And of course, never forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. God damn it, this is becoming more and more relevant, more and more <laughs> to the show. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, baby. Because <sighs> the alternative sucks, man. Blah. <laughs> music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.